Thank you for joining Katie Feeney's Sing My Soul podcast, a daily pause to connect to your soul and hear the song that's within you. Today, a Tuesday, I'll continue telling you stories from a memoir I wrote called Three Fingers Cove. I'm telling you these stories as a way of publishing them, and I'll be continuing them past what is already written. For supporters of my podcast on Patreon, I'll be creating and sending an ebook or even hard copy book of the stories. During last week's chapter, I told you about the winter wonderland of Lake Mohawk. This week, I'll tell you a few stories about the animal kingdom and water play at the lake. One sunny spring day, I was sitting on the back porch enjoying the crisp, clear air when I heard it. A bird was whistling a melody I recognized as the first notes of a TV commercial jingle. My first thought was that my brother or one of my sisters was playing a joke on me. But no, the music was coming from a bird in a tree. I whistled back the melody to the bird and added the rest of the line. The bird answered me with its half. I whistled again, and again it answered me. We kept this whistling conversation up for quite a while, I started to hope that I could teach the bird the rest of the jingle. By the end of the afternoon, the bird had started to whistle the first note of the second half of the jingle. From that day on, whenever I went to the backyard, I would whistle for my buddy, and he would whistle back. That connection still lives in my heart. Right now, when I get quiet and listen... I can still hear my buddy whistle. And I'm a young girl on the back porch, breathing in the cool, crisp air, looking at the beautiful lake. My mother didn't believe him at first. After all, It did sound a bit preposterous, and my brother does have a wonderful imagination. But our neighbor across the street told her later that she saw it happen from her kitchen window. My brother and a friend were climbing the mountain across the street from our house and behind our neighbor's house when they heard what sounded like thunder and felt the earth shake. It wasn't an earthquake but a herd of deer were teeming down the mountain, and my brother and his friend were directly in its path. They didn't have time to move, and they thought they were about to be trampled. But the deer parted around the two boys as they passed them and closed ranks afterward, not touching a hair on their heads. I've always believed deer to be the gentlest of creatures. (music) 
We were playing a lively game of kickball in the front yard when we heard them. Shots. From a gun. Of course, we took off in the direction of the sounds to hear what was going on. There was an uninhabited piece of land near our house that separated two of the fingers of Three Fingers Cove. It was a swamp land and one of our favorite playgrounds. The cattails grew about six feet, and we had a maze of paths throughout them. The dirt road that ran down the middle of the land made a great hideout and hangout. When we got to the source of the sounds, we found a pickup truck parked in our hangout with some men around it. They had captured a huge snapping turtle. It filled the entire back of the truck. We watched as they put a huge stick by its mouth, and it easily bit it in half. We imagined the horror of the stick being one of our arms or legs, caught in that big, snapping mouth. They eventually left with the turtle, assuring us that it was the last of its kind at the lake. The last of its kind... In later years, as I reflect on this day, I can't help feel a little sad that we couldn't share the lake with this creature who had been there first, that it was either them or us. Yet, when I waited in the water for the boat to pull me up to go skiing, I must confess that I sometimes murmured a silent thank you to those men as I imagined that big snapping turtle swimming up to the surface of the lake with his eyes on my behind and his mouth wide open. I have found very few things as fun as water skiing. To skim across the water at about 30 miles an hour, jumping over waves and making a spray 20 feet tall is a thrilling experience. It was even more satisfying for me because it took so long for me to get up at all. I remember the first time I got up on two skis. I had made many attempts and just couldn't seem to get the balance of pulling back against the pressure of the boat, pulling me forward until I was out of the water. My sister and a friend were in the boat, getting frustrated, and told me that this was my last try until the next time. After that warning, they told me to look to my left. There, floating on top of the water, was a huge, dead fish coming in my direction. I screamed, get me out of here. The boat started, and I pulled back with all my might. The next thing I knew, I was standing on the skis on the water. I guess I just needed the right incentive. It wasn't long before I graduated to slalom, one ski, which is even harder to do. As I waited for the boat to pull me up, I used to imagine a big, dead fish floating toward me, and it worked every time.
My parents had a pool put in in our backyard. Actually, it was half in, half out of the ground because it hung over the rocky mountain looking down over the lake. The deck was made of redwood and it fit right into the scenery. Very beautiful. Because of the type of pool it was during the winter, only some of the water was drained and a rubber cover was placed over the water and adhered to the deck. Try to imagine what a great trampoline that might be. However, because of the danger of falling through, we were warned not to jump on the pool cover. Well, you can see where this is going. One day, my parents were out, and the temptation became too strong for us. I don't know whose idea it was first, but suddenly, all five of us were jumping on the pool cover and having a great time. Thankfully, none of us fell in. One of our neighbors told our parents when they got home, and we did get in trouble, and we didn't do that again. But I don't remember the punishment they gave us, but I do remember the fun we had while jumping on the pool cover together. During the summer at the lake, we spent most of our time in the water. We were on the swim team at the cruiser club, water skied every chance we could, and the rest of the time was spent in the pool. We played many different games, but one of our favorites was Marco Polo. The person who was it closed their eyes and tried to tag someone. To help them find people, whenever they said, Marco, everyone else yelled, Polo. A rousing game of Marco Polo could last a whole afternoon. One day, about seven of us were in the pool trying to decide what to play. We had just settled on Marco Polo when we heard our neighbors call out from their kitchen window, Would you please play something else? Oops. We never realized how annoying that game must be to listen to and not play. Of course we played something else that day. And whenever we played Marco Polo after that, we whispered, Marco Polo. I'm not sure that was better, but we tried. I'm so grateful to God for these wonderful moments of my childhood. This next song is a great setting of one of the Psalms by Michael Ward.
Thank you for joining me in this podcast episode. Check out my website at katiefeeney.com for links to my online albums at SoundCloud and my meditation and rosary apps in the Apple App Store. I also have a Patreon page, a way that you can help support the podcast. God bless you and your families.